I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. What a wonderful blessing and opportunity it is for all this old converted commercial fisherman. The Lord took off from an old boat years ago and placed in the book of God. I'm thankful for salvation and the call of the ministry and then the opportunity to speak to so many people in our vast unseen radio audience. In the book of 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3, I'll be reading verse 15, and we'll be talking about this time. I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of nautical things. I said, Brother Mon, you got fish on your brain. Well, I, I like, I'd rather have fish in my tummy, you know. And we do speak a lot about fishing things, about shipwrecks, and we think about, uh, I think, a number of weeks ago, uh, how that maybe, if it would be possible, uh, if a fish could talk, what would he say? I love preaching on lighthouses and buoys and uh, some of God's uh, creatures that live in the sea. But here, 1 Timothy chapter 3, I want to talk about some biblical benefits of going to church. Some biblical benefits of going to church. So please stay with me. And I know some of you maybe do not attend church. I think you should. I, I want you to consider some things from maybe from this fisherman's point of view. Some things that I find that is practical and uh, some things that I know that would help you if you just consider. Some people, they've written to us, and of course, we're as easy to find as just that keyboard. If you have a keyboard, as far as the old computer is concerned, just F-O-M-M and that little period, dot O-R-G. You come directly to us, kind of sift through some things maybe you like, you don't like, uh, but there's a place that you can contact us. We'd love to hear from you. But sometimes some people write, and they said, Brother Mon, they said, you've talked about church before, and said, Brother Mon, there's no church in our area. Maybe you haven't searched out as good. I said on one of our programs, it's been a while back, how that I had a friend of mine that said, Brother Mon, we've been in churches all across town, didn't find anything. And I said, surely, if you if there is a saint of God in an area, surely there's some food for him. So uh, I went to visit, and sure enough, it wasn't long before we found a pastor. We found a church. He didn't search hard enough. Some biblical benefits of church. Can we help you? Please write to us. We usually leave a, a minute or so at the end of our program for our announcer to give you an address whereby you can correspond with us. Hey, by the way, we like those photographs. Thank you for sending us a photograph. Hey, send, send us one of you. And uh, we'll put it here. Behind the microphone, there's a huge, we think about a, a caulk board. And I have pictures all around. I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I'm looking up right now and looking into the face of a person that's probably listening to me from way down in the Caribbean right now, looking right into her face. She said, ah, it's a her. Yes, <laughs> it was a her. And uh, well, there we go. I turned my head. There's a he right there. Uh, probably listening from somewhat of the same area there. So please, uh, if you would like, I will trade a photo with you. 
First Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, all right, we have the writer, which is the apostle Paul, and he's writing young Timothy here. Timothy is a pastor in a local church here in Ephesus. And he said, these things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto you shortly. He said, now, I've, 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 wrote, I've written this letter for you. I've put this information. First Timothy chapter 3 talks about the offices in a local church. So he's helping uh, young Timothy to set this church up biblically and biblically sound. And he said, I want to come see you. He said, but if I tarry long, it says, thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Now, what is that? It says, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. We think about what is this house of God? What is this? Uh, we think about this church of the living God. He's speaking of God's household, God's family, you know. And as far as God's family is concerned, he said, I'm telling you now. He said, I want to give you these things so that you know how to behave yourself in my family. Now, when you get this family meeting together in one area, like at Ephesus, the saints of God have been converted to the Savior there in Ephesus. They met together. And we call this meeting together an assembly, an ecclesia, you know. We think about a called-out group of people. We call it the church. Now, it's the people. It's the church, not the building. A lot of people from time to time, they say, you know, it's time to go to church. You know, you are the church. And we think about that building is that that houses the church. So uh, is there benefit there? It says that the church was the pillar and ground of truth. What? So important is the church. It's the, it's the foundation for truth, you know. As far as we think about, uh, we think about the office of the bishop, we think about the office of the deacon here. These are two people. We say it's part of the staff of a church. What's the preacher and the deacon's job? Preachers? I always thought, when I was growing up, I thought deacons just took the offering. Oh, but deacons are preachers here. You need to read this, First Timothy chapter 3 sometime. Uh, they're, uh, the things that should be found in their life are almost the same. In fact, there's a couple for the deacons a little more than the bishop, the pastor that's there, you know. So he says, Timothy, he said, uh, uh, from, from the church now, uh, this church is the foundation for truth. From this church should go forth the truth. So if that's... If that is true, and it is, there are some benefits in being a part of a church. And the first benefit is just obvious here. It'll keep you from what we call biblical ignorance. You said, Brother one, are you calling me ignorant? Oh, no, no, not by no means. And this same writer throughout his epistles would say this from time to time. I would not have you to be ignorant. I would not have you to be ignorant. Many of you don't even know what that word means. It just means not to know something. We think about maybe as far as the local church, a lot of people don't know what the Bible says about the local church and how do we even get into the church. Some of the offices of the local church, what should be happening in the local church, you know. They don't know that. You said, when you don't know, what is it? I'm ignorant of that. I don't want to be guilty of biblical ignorance. Oh, if I go to church, what's going to happen? All teachers are going to get me. And they go teach the Word of God. Now, if you're in a good Bible-believing church, you know, and then when you sing songs, oh, you're going to sing those psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs? I'm not talking about these little shallow things that you just, you know, go over and over and over. Maybe you get shot up on the wall or something like that. Maybe that's all right, but I tell you, uh, I like psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I like the old hymns of the faith. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. Jesus paid it all. What am I doing when I sing those songs? I am becoming someone that knows something about 
truth, biblical truth. I am learning. Then when the pastor preaches, all right, he's up there. He said, well, just rants and raves. No, just listen. You know, don't you know, sometimes, sometimes be good for maybe to just close your eyes, you know, and uh, just listen to the word of God as it's being expounded. And what does it do? Oh, the church is actually a place of feeding. You know, uh, the product of Bible-believing church is knowledgeable believers. I've had people say something like this, that, ah, how did you like church? Oh, it made me feel so good. That's not necessarily what church is for. It's to produce knowledgeable believers. Now, I like to go and feel good. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But church is not just a feeling, you know. It's for church. You say, well, I, I enjoy just going there and fellowshipping. It should produce knowledgeable believers. You said, I go there because I have friends. And so I said it should produce knowledgeable believers. The importance of the local church, it's the pillar and ground of truth. It should save us from biblical ignorance. If I give a test to people who go to church, a religious test, a biblical test, and I give the same test to people who do not go to church, who's going to make the best grade? Oh, stay in church, my friend. Find a good Bible-preaching church. Be a part of that church. You'll grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So much in that particular area to go. But let, 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 me, let me just get to a couple of more here. What could going to church do for me? Oh, it could keep you from biblical ignorance. It could keep you from ungodly living. You said, what? It could keep you from living wrong. You said, why? Because you hear the Word of God preached over and over and over. And what does it do? When the Word of God sinks into our hearts, it produces what we call the fear of God. Now, I'm not talking about being scared of God. A lot of people picture God up there, you know, with a big old whip. He's going to whip the living daylights out of you. Now, I'll tell you what, God has, you know, you do wrong, God can whip the living daylights out of you if he so desires. When we think about a fear of God, what are you talking about? <clears throat> I do not. I do not want to face God. I don't want to disappoint God's son, my friend. I don't want to slap the face of God by sinning. You said, what could keep me from ungodly living, being faithful in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church? It's kind of like, uh, like seeing the preacher there when you're driving down the road. It's kind of like you look in your rearview mirror and just, that looks like the preacher traveling. You know, is he following me, you know? You said, what is that? There's just the Holy Spirit. And being a part of a good assembly will help you in the matter of living for God. Uh, the Savior wants you conformed to his image. How does he do that? By the preaching and teaching of the word of God. It produces godly fear. Not only that, as far as we think about the church, it's the pillar and ground of truth. It can help you in the sense you won't be ignorant of the things of God. It'll help you in the sense of, of living a good life, a responsible life, a clean life, a holy life. In fact, a preacher that preaches holy living, my friend, that guy is your best friend. As far as going to church, it could keep you from an investment that would be lost. You know the church is a place of investment. People talk about giving. So all they do is talk about giving down at that place. Giving is an investment, my friend. Oh, in the area I live, if you ever come to see me, I live along the Wansakua River. You know, a number of years ago, I could have bought a lot of footage along the Wansakua River, and today I would be a millionaire. A millionaire. I just didn't invest in the right thing. You know, think about it as far as a local church is concerned. Taking a portion of your income and investing it in that assembly, however it's taken, you know. We have in the back of the Fisherman Baptist Church, we have a big, huge lighthouse and a treasure chest, and people just put their money in that. 
We don't pass a collection plate. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with passing a collection plate. That's how we always have done that. And God's blessed and met every need. And people go by there willingly and put the money in there, and they look at it as an investment. I am investing a small amount in something that in the future, oh, you know, what am I going to have there in heaven? An investment in heaven, would it? Matthew chapter 6, he said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. But he said, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Moth and rust can't get into that. Thieves can't get into that and steal. So if you go to church, you know, and you're involved in the church, oh, that is an investment that you can make that'll never be lost. I don't want to deposit money in the devil's bank. Oh, that'd be maybe supporting maybe some liberal or modern or worldly church. I wouldn't want to support the things of the devil. I don't want to put my money in the devil's bank. A lot of it just, a lot of our time, a lot of our money is just spent on ourselves. Oh, I want to make sure I invest in the things of heaven. In actuality, being a part of a local church would keep you, yes, it'll keep you from biblical ignorance, from ungodly living, or to keep you with a good investment. In fact, it'll keep you from losing rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. What does a local church do? It gives you an opportunity to serve. There's the nursery. I'm not a staying in the nursery. <laughs> I've had people tell me something like that. Oh, my friend, there's rewards for laboring in a local church. A teacher, maybe just working out on the grounds, maybe helping keep things clean as far as church. We, among our membership of our church, we trade among our members, and uh, we have an entire family come in here once a week and keep our church spotless. What is that? An investment in the things of heaven, something that might earn a heavenly reward. Oh, do you love church? Can I excite you about maybe finding a good church? I pray God will give you a good church home. The church can keep us from biblical ignorance, ungodly living. It could keep us with a good investment from losing rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. God bless you for listening at this time. Anything I can ever do to help you, please feel free to correspond with us. Until next time, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.